Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 MLB Trade Deadline special show. Tyler, we are 33 minutes after the deadline is official. Mm-hmm. I think all the trades are in, at least for the Pirates' sake. So, we got a lot to talk about today. Lots. Didn't know if we would have any about four hours ago. Denardo, is your head kind of spinning a little bit? Like, it, it feels like everything just, everything just happened real quick. Yeah, it's spinning, unlike Bailey Falter's curveball. But anyways, we'll get to that soon. There's a lot that happened today, even more than yeah. I think we expected. Carlos Santana trade already happened. We talked about it, although I think we'll talk about it in regards to the totality of the trade deadline. But today, you know, we discussed on our trade preview that Rich Hill seems like a for sure thing. On the trade deadline, we were kind of torn about Choi. Is he going to have people interested in him? Hedges, maybe, right? But I think like we kind of agree that was it. Yeah. Um, trade deadlines maybe one of my favorite times of the year. It's just fun. And then we get angry. Like It's just fun to have the emotion and all that because we don't really get to have that too often. Um, instant reaction, things like that. And uh, don't take anything I say today to heart because my mind could change tomorrow when I actually look into a lot of these guys a little more. True. Because a lot of this happened about, uh, what, 40 minutes ago? Right. Well, the thing and is, too, yeah. I was working, so it was, it was a little busy, right? I was going to say, it, it was happening. You're working. You're trying to find out stuff in between. Then another trade happens. You're like, well, shit, put this aside. Got to look at this one, right? right? Then another trade happens. Like, put this aside. Got to look into this one. Right. right. So there's a lot of initial reaction to this. Uh, I mean, we did do our homework. We've looked into this. But, right. I mean, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, on Thursday, we might have a little bit of a different opinion. But I think right. we we're we're pretty on point with how we feel. Yeah. Um, fortunately, it seems like the Pirates traded for a bunch of guys and traded, well, they traded for a bunch of guys that I think we're a little bit familiar with. Yeah. Some of them. Um, yeah. And I guess the Pirates were familiar with as well, as we'll probably get into, but um, I don't even know my opinion at this point. I'm going to talk it out with you. Okay. Which trade are we talking about then? Where do you want to begin, dude? Like a lot. Let's just start from the beginning of the day. Let's just okay. start. You know, and again, as I joked about four hours ago, right? You even tweeted out, or no, sorry, you text me literally as I tweeted out because I, pre- you know, I, right. I previewed the show last night about today, and I was like, maybe we won't happen. Wake up, MLB GMs, because nothing was happening at like noon, one, whatever time it was. And like I said, as I sent that, you text me. You're like, oh well. I was going to ask you, what are we doing if nothing happens? <laughs> and yeah. I was like, well, we'll just go on and complain that nothing happened. <laughs> Right. But then it was like, what, 30 minutes after that, uh, Rich Hill and G-Man Troy got traded. So, again, Rich Hill, we expected. That was like pretty much the no-doubter. G-Man Troy, kind of surprising. So, Carlos Santana, we did talk about that already. He was traded, one of the first basemen. G-Man Troy also traded. So, both first basemen that the Pirates acquired this offseason were traded. Um, You know, we understand he... Like you look at this total season numbers, they're they're pretty awful. But he was injured for most of the year. But since he's returned, he's been really really good. Right. So, Rich Hill, G Man Troy to the Padres <clears throat> for the return of. Um, I'm ready to hear you try to pronounce the name here. Actually, I'm like, oh damn, I don't have the actual trades up to because so again, Jackson Wolf. Yes. Um, go ahead. A guy with the last name Rivas. 
and Alfonso. one I cannot pronounce. Yes, so Alfonso Rivas. And that's the easy Esturi one. Something. Suero. Suero, I'm assuming. Can't quite pronounce that one yet. I haven't heard it said, so not quite. I'm assuming, yet. I'm assuming Suero. Which so, okay. unfortunately he's maybe the most intriguing of them all. The one we can't pronounce. So let's talk about it. What was your initial reaction when you saw the trade? Um, that's a good question. I think it was more of a, well, three prospects for Rich Hill. Cause I'm not really looking at the G man Choi part yet. And I'm like, that, that's okay. And then you look a little more, you know, I'm, I'm a little torn on trading G man Choi. I understand why you do it. It's going to be a free agent. Um, he is a first baseman. The reason I think I'm torn on it is we've just seen so much bad first base play in right. our entirety Fair. of lives as Pirate fans. And we're back in that position right now. So I think that's why I'm a little bit hesitant on that one. Um, I don't I don't know that they really got anything that's going to move a needle here. I think the, the youngest of them, he's more of a lottery ticket. Uh, Revis and Jackson Wolf, I'm I'm gonna be honest, I'm not that intrigued by. I just it's one of those you look at him, you're like, eh, eh, pass. The lottery ticket, as you pronounce it this time. You have fun. okay. I'm gonna say Estuar Suero. Sure, Suero. We'll go with Suero. There's a little intrigue with him. Um honestly, if it was one for one rich hill for him. I'd probably call that fair. Maybe that's where we differ a little bit. I understand he's not that great, but there's what I think a lot of people don't understand is there's certainly a market for those type of pitchers. When you see many people like just dump him, he's terrible. He's really not terrible. There's a market like it's not, it's not going to give you top back like a top prospect, right? No, but I would say what I will say is like that type of prospect that Suero is, is certainly something that, you know, you can certainly look into trying to get much like the Carlos Santana deal. That's why I want to kind of compare these in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So when Carlos Santana was traded for Severino, you're talking about him, how I mean, super young, you know, but you, you know, there's a talent that's there, as you mentioned, like the lottery ticket. Um, he's kind of like that to a lesser degree, I feel. A much lesser degree, yeah. and I, that's why I feel like maybe a one for one with Rich Hill, I'm not so okay with. I would want a little bit more, I think, than just that for Rich Hill. But at the rate, doesn't matter. That's not what happened with G Man Troy in there as well. We got this whole package, so yeah, like I think he's the most intriguing. Wolf, he's a six seven, twenty four year old, yeah. who's in double A ball still. That throws 88 miles an hour. He has made his major league debut, though. He he made the debut. Sure. Great. <laughs> okay. Um, one start, five innings, whatever. Yeah. He's a 24-year-old who was in double A a week ago. <laughs> right. Um, who throws 88? Yeah. Now I get he's lefty. And people were saying, like, this is a great trade. I guess the premise I'm gonna say is that people who said this is a great trade because they traded 43-year-old lefty who throws 88 for 24 year old lefty who throws 88 it's a win and i guess what i say to that is are you stupid rich hill is in an anomaly 
You know, like like those right. type of pitchers are an anomaly. They don't have the velocity, but they're really good. They can hit their spots. We talk about the curveball. Like they have talent. They just don't have the athleticism in regards to throwing hard. You don't just factor it and say, okay, they got a 40, they trade a 43-year-old 88 for 24-year-old 88, and it's going to work out. Right. Everything needs to go right for him to just be pretty much a competent pitcher in the Major League yeah. Baseball. And Rich Hill had to fail like 17 times Actually, to turn into what point. he is now. You make a good point. He had to completely remake himself as a pitcher. Wolf, on the other hand, I think the concern I have with him and him being kind of a – honestly, he's kind of the headliner of this package, I guess. Technically, yeah. It could change. It's one of those where like it could change five years from now, but today it is. Today, yeah. Um, there's absolutely zero reliever upside with him. He's not going to be a reliever. Like, if he Whoa. is a reliever, we're looking at a Ryan Barucki. He might be able to carve say, out that kind of career, which is not good. Um, so let's let's stop right there because this is a good point to bring it up. I say things can happen. Pirate fans know that you can't pencil anybody in, but you're looking at starting pitching depth. Where do you think Wolf ranks right now? You don't have to answer it like you don't have to really think too hard. It's probably pretty far along, right? I don't know. He might be like. The next man up. He I'm not talking about today. Of... I'm talking about next year. In the oh, year next after. year. If Jackson Wolf is in the rotation next year, the Pirates are in a very bad spot. So if you're saying he has no reliever upside and he probably doesn't have a spot in yeah. the rotation, what is he? Um, useless. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what I'm kind of alluding to. Well, and, and to be serious, he's he's a reliever. If he's not a spot in the rotation, he's going to be yeah. a reliever. And if his upside as a reliever is Cam View, your long man, or Cam Aldred, I'm sorry. Right. Okay. There you go. But then, like, if if that's the upside to him, again, that's why I'm very down on this trade with like with Wolf. I'm I'm down on Wolf in general. Yeah. Like, what what is his true role? Why go that route? I guess if I'm we're talking this out, screw Wolf. Get another Suero or something else. I guess that's just where I'm at here because it's like this is like that almost that Neil Huntington, like you're here, you can be in the majors next year, Phil, but it's like, eh. I think it's more, uh, and we'll get probably more into this. It's of the Ben Sherrington realm where of the uh, like Bryce Wilson's and the, um, Kyle Thompson, Zach Thompson. What was what was that Zach guy's Thompson. name again? Zach Thompson. Zach him, Thompson. yeah. Bryce I already Wilson, tried Zach to like Thompson. put him in the back of my head. Yeah, um, like every other team. Granted, I think there's someone else that falls more into that, like that they also traded for. He falls more into that realm. But in this regard, I don't know. Like he, he just seems like a guy that the Pirates like because the slider moves a little bit because they love sliders. Because you look at his his one start in majors, it was fastball, mm -hmm. slider, changeup. I guess maybe if you squint a little bit, maybe you throw a two seamer at him. Coming from six seven, like maybe well, you, you know can, they're going. You can work to, something there. By end of year, he will have a two seam. 
and he will have a sweeper. Well, I'll be honest. If you're throwing 88, 89, you need to have a two-seamer. Kind of shocked he doesn't, right? But right. at any rate, he will have a two-seam, and he will have a sweeper. But I guess my point here, last year, look, I didn't really like Oviedo. I thought he was a reliever all the way. That's my opinion. I think there there still is a lot more upside with an Oviedo than there is with a Jackson Wolf. Yes. No, that, that I mean, that's fair, but Oviedo is talented. Right. It's just he cannot find a strike zone. Like, that was his worry. That's why he had a key screen reliever. Where this guy, I mean, he has better, much better control. You know, he, he does throw more strikes, doesn't walk too many. But, like, again, you have to. You absolutely have to be that dude for him to succeed. Oviedo could still be a reliever with the way he pitches and not putting it together because he's talented enough with his arsenal to do so. This guy doesn't have that type of talent. Like he has to pitch. Right. So again, that's a lot of pressure for this to work out because I guess Oviedo is not all or nothing. Oviedo is, he could be a starter, but he's going to fall on a reliever. There you go. Where this guy, it's like, it also click from the stay. Cause if it's not, like you said, if it's not even as a starter, likelihood is not also as a reliever. He's just getting lit up. Yeah, I. He just. It seems like a guy they picked up just because they need some lefty arms in the organization in general. Um, don't get fooled by the minor league numbers. He's a crafty lefty with decent off speed. They're gonna strike out a lot of guys. That happens a lot, and then they end up bombing out. Right, but he didn't like strike out a ton in the minors, anyways. Right? Yeah, he did. His K numbers in the minors are pretty good. Oh, uh, okay. My bad. My bad. I'm thinking yeah. about the other guy. Yeah. All right. So but I I'm guess like you. not not much intrigue there for me. He just seemed more of like you're saying, like uh, the way they stacked middle infielders over the past few years. I mean, you look at this draft and this trade deadline, it's like they're stacking relievers and lefty relievers. Yeah, that apparently throw 88 miles an hour. But anyways, we'll get to that part too. But yeah, like it's it's just like this is an acquisition. Now we have this plethora of relievers, so we're safe. Again, it's a safety measure that like I'm seeing a lot from Ben Harrington yeah. now. To not to try to compare, but again, like with the the Huntington thing, like it's safe. We have someone here who can be in the majors, give us production next year. We'll find out how. But anyways, uh, yeah, Suero is to me like the ticket to a lesser degree than like Severino, but. You take them, you see what you got in a few years, and, and you know right. you go from there. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm not like over the moon about them. No, no, it's not Again, like I think Severino. I'm more fascinated with. Yeah, sure. and I think we as Pirates fans get in this weird little mindset where we go back to the O'Neill Cruz trade, and we think about that type of lottery ticket. Like you want a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz is a freaking unicorn. That doesn't happen very often. I get it. But the other but thing also, is O'Neill Cruz actually hit at this point. He was hitting in LA. He was. These other guys they've acquired are not hitting where they're at right now. But he was also a tad, but a tad bit older too. I oh, mean, again, like this kid's seven. This kid's legit seventeen years old. O'Neill Cruz is like seventeen. Was he actually seventeen then? Yeah. I mean, his first year in the Dodgers wasn't great. Second year no. was okay. It was either that or the other way around. But either way. Um, he really didn't take off till his first full year in Pittsburgh. But I think we get into a mindset where we think of 
you know, these lottery ticket type of guys, and we want more okay. of that. So well, he was technically 18 really work. at the trade for the uh, when the Pirates got him. Okay. But at but, any rate. Yeah. And actually, it was the other way. At 17 okay. rookie ball, he had better numbers than he did the next year gotcha. when the trade happened. But it, what I'm getting at, too, is like this kid also is legit 17 years old right, right. now today. So he's even younger than Cruz was at the time. But also, like, you don't need these guys to be Ono Cruz. Like, oh. if this guy turns out just to be a role player, like, it's a win. I right? mean, but again, the... what I'm trying to put in everyone's head, because I'm getting fed up with this, like, mindset. He doesn't have to be a player for the Pirates. He can legit just there become, like, a trade chip. Like, he could yep. be the number eight prospect for the Pirates in three years, and you use him to trade. He could pan out and be terrible that's fine you're able to use them that's why like i, I want to stop saying lottery ticket i feel like lottery ticket's terrible because lottery ticket has like two outcomes it's a winner or a loser and it's a final destination you scratch it and there it is like these are stocks you can buy them and sell them at any time they get increased and decrease there it is. you know what i mean so like this kid isn't a lottery ticket it's a stock that you acquired and you might feel like in three years it's time to sell because his value increased. And in three years from that, it could be Enron and be gone. And that's fine. You made your money. You know? So, like, that's what, like, I think Pirate fans especially right now, like, have to get the mindset, like, you got to stop looking at these guys as players for 2030. These are trade chips for 2025-2026. Yeah, I mean, we're watching the Mets do it at a very high level right now because they have FU money. And they are just eating it so that they can do this exact same thing. Um, the problem, so <laughs> I mean, the problem is though, as Pirates fans, we've watched them acquire these guys and not deal them. So right. that's why fans are hoping that we see them in the future. I get that. I get that. I know, but you are absolutely correct. That's what it should be. And so, what I'll say, I felt like this treadline, treadline, this trade deadline presented both things is that how you kind of looked at it too there was a lot of here now pieces mm -hmm. and far away stocks that they yeah. acquired yeah um and i'll say like in that sense of things i kind of liked it in the grand scheme of things just as an approach sure the That's problem is that the the here and now that they've acquired, I think, is kind of doo doo. Again, like that's fair. <laughs> what I'm alluding to is this wasn't the we're going to acquire a bunch of double A guys, right? Or a bunch of middle relievers for next year, right? It was a mixture of both. Like we can dif disagree on the talent and what they acquire, but like they got some guys that are here, but they also said let's also like we're ready to hopefully compete, right? We're ready to turn the page on this rebuild, but we're also looking for these young, high-risk, high-reward type of guys as well, not just focusing. And again, I, I guess I kind of like that, especially when you don't have a whole lot to trade. It wasn't much of actual value. So this is your way of maybe getting some type of a ticket in a few years. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to give my whole grand theme of what i think about this deadline away right now so i agree with sure. you for the most part. okay all right so is there anything else that you want to talk about well we didn't talk about the first baseman and i don't think yeah we to. 
I all I have to say on him is I hope that they don't call him up and put him in the lineup every day. Everyone's That's talking about he's him. like it's basically him and Joe as a platoon. Like they don't That's... have any options right now because they traded both of the first baseman, right? Santana Joy is gone. I guess I feel as I'm already prepared that's going to happen and it's going to stink, but I really hope that's the only reason he's acquired and there's no thought process of put in this realm, a Miguel Anduar. Like, right. hey, maybe yeah. he'll be our first baseman of the future. Let's try this out. He I don't stink. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's that. I doubt it, but you can't ever be so sure with this organization. And I mean, there is something to be said about the numbers he's put up in the minors, but there's also something to be said about where he plays in the minors. Everybody hits there. Um, and he has some pretty bad strikeout numbers. I'm, I'm, I'm literally the least amount intrigued by him of anybody. I think I've, this is not them going and acquiring Garrett Jones. No, 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 no. Right. That's kind of how I felt too. So, anyways, okay, the Rich Hill trade, G Man Choi trade. On the bright side, I found a new person to not to like extremely root against, and it's going to be this dude because he's a bomb. Yeah, I was getting um, too content with the lineup. So we want to move on to the next trade. Yeah, Austin Hedges was traded. Ty Ty, was that right after? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Austin Hedges was next to go. Yeah, he was. I told y'all. There's going to be market for Austin Hedges. You might not believe it, but there will be. And I said, international money makes sense. And guess what? I got my international bonus money, baby. The Pirates can spend more money. So he goes to the Rangers. It wasn't disclosed. I haven't seen it anywhere yet. So I'm interested to see how much. Uh, And I guess, again, for people that don't realize or understand, there's no actual exchange of money either. Like the Pirates didn't actually acquire money. They have raised their limits on the bonus money they can spend in this upcoming international signing period. So, you know, I love the international dollars. The Pirates have been, especially like recently, right? I mean, they've been looking internationally and, and spending, yep. giving some decent bonuses. So now they have more money. Maybe there's a player they have in mind. Maybe there's a couple of them. Uh, this allows them to, to go after and either get better talent or more talent internationally. So I like it. Again, you traded Austin Meadows. Meadows. Hedges. Austin Hedges. You also <laughs> traded Austin Meadows. Right. So I guess to start it, thrilled he's gone. More thrilled than you can imagine. Number two, thrilled they got international money out of Austin Hedges. Honestly, I would have taken a bag of baseballs. Three, this just like really puts a nail in the coffin to me that this entire Austin Hedges thing was a complete sham from the beginning. He was here to lose baseball games. Because if he was really that good and that terrific defensively and that great of a mentor, he would be here for the rest of the year. They're just proving there was no reason to do this entire thing with Austin Hedges and them just calling us basically stupid and telling us that they value him so much behind the plate until right. Indy was magically ready that 
he's he's got to be behind the plate. We can't put Henry back there. He's too valuable. You just dealt him for international money, which is probably like 100K. So, again, I'm curious. You know, once those terms come out, maybe we'll talk about it. But, uh, like, I'm with you. When when the Hedges signing happened, I know I think Jim was probably the one that hated it the most. I was fine with it. And I think I, I was we, fine with I it. I don't think we knew how bad he'd be at the plate. Like, this was well, anemically bad. Part of it was he he – when the signing happened, he was the worst hitter in baseball over the four-year period. And he was twice as worse of the hitter this year than he was for his career, which was the worst player in baseball for four years. So, right, like he he declined even at his lowest point possible. So, you're right. Part of it was he was even worse than you expected. But what I liked about it, was the fact, I mean, for the reason the Pirates did sign him and say they signed him, I did like it. I appreciate it. It made sense because you have two young catchers coming up and they could learn from him. What I disliked is how those two young catchers sat in the minors for like the entire season to this point and didn't learn from him. Like, sure, they got spring training that they're around him for. But like, part of it was, okay, get the young guys up. You have Austin Hedges there. You know, they become a sponge. Henry gets in the game. Andy gets in the game. You know, they come out of the game. And then Austin Hedges there is like, hey, guys, blah, 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 like whatever it is. And, like, they're learning from him. And I felt like that never happened. And now he's gone. <laughs> I, I think what I'm getting at, they just screwed this entire thing up from the get-go. This Shocking. entire Austin Hedges experiment was awful from every single angle you can look at it. You just mentioned Henry and Andy. They didn't get to learn from him. Andy got like a week or two with him. The second part of it, you just dealt your most veteran reliever or your most veteran pitcher. You're about to have an influx of some young arms coming up here. Isn't that what he's here for? To work with the young arms? No, oh, no, never mind. Not anymore. No, we're anymore. good. We're yeah. good. We're right. we're past every other deadline we need. We're good. Go away. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that's no, a good point. I think about they're, that. They're just looking at. I think that's the part that frustrates me is that Ben Sherrington spent so much time talking to us like we were absolute fuck freaking caught myself absolute freaking morons. Which is true, but <laughs> we are, but we're not that dumb. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. I guess though, from the beginning. This is a moment, as you've been seeing, for many fans to celebrate. So God, let's let's God. celebrate. Like Austin Hedges is gone. So what does this mean? It is now Hendy time. I mean, obviously Andy Rodriguez has been catching, but Henry Davis is now going to get his. I don't know how much, how often, but he will. He has to. The future is here now, and I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, ready I don't know, for man. It. I still think we're going to see delay up, and I don't think we're going to see Henry Davis back there that often. This is for the fans. <laughs> I tried. I'm just. I'm just giving you. You know what I think is actually going. That's totally fair. That is absolutely fair, and it could. Um, 
But I mean, Ben Charrington did say after the trade deadline, Henry Davis will catch. So even if delay does come up, it still sounds as if Henry Davis will have some opportunities regardless. And to be That's honest, good. I do think you need to call delay up no matter what. Mm, we'll see. I, I do think that having him much more than Austin Hedges, because they're not going to want to put Jason delay in the lineup all the time. He's probably more valuable to those two than Austin Hedges is. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to hate it. If again, for the same reasons, Hedges would have been here to do so. And, and like delay has improved tremendously in those aspects. So there's something for him to pass along to, I would assume. So I think there's another point to add to there about calling delay up is that I think we might see Andy a little more at first base on those off days. Maybe they don't have a first baseman. They literally don't have a guy that plays first base. Well, technically they have two who they have Connor Joe. He's not, they have this new guy. Yeah, they just you know said they're going to play in the first base this year, and they have this no, new guy see, who's a bum. Again, to take the positions out of it, I could see ND playing it here and there, right? For sure. If, if that's going to be like a pseudo off day for him, maybe or something, uh, or just like keep his not really an off day, but maybe he's playing once a week, just keep his legs a little more fresh, you know, whatever. I'd rather um, him play first base than get the full on off day twice a week. True. <clears throat> I could get that, but I do feel as if. In their mind, they have a first base situation solved. Yeah, in their mind, they did last year too. And Josh Van Meter couldn't touch a bag. That's fine. <laughs> I know they had the situation solved, and I think yeah, they I'll... have the situation solved again this year. We're on the same page. What you here. want, but that's why I don't think Andy's going to play too much at first base. We'll find out though. Yeah. Uh, at any rate, though, this trade, it is what it is. It it, it worked out. I'm fine with it. Uh, so then I guess the final trade that happened, which I think shocked a lot of people because we didn't even speculate this would be a person that would be traded. We didn't talk about it when it happened. It was like, oh boy, what? Rodolfo Castro was traded to the Phillies. And uh, the player they got in return was Bailey Falters. Falters. Is it Falter or Falters? I think it's Falters. Fal Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm still in Jacksonville for now. It is, yeah, Bailey Falter, no S. Falter. Although Yenzers love adding S's, so it's going to be Falters. It's Falters. Starting We're to going by Falters. It's definitely Falters. So Bailey Falters is now a Pittsburgh Pirate. You know what's funny? What's so they that? traded Rich Hill. They traded G-Man Troy. They traded Austin Hedges, right? All these vets. This trade I hate the most. Yeah, I don't like I it. I hate this the most. Yeah, I don't like it. And this isn't even... If you watch this show, you know I talk all the time. You to a lesser degree, but you've, you know, you, mm -hmm. you've mentioned it. So as a North Carolina brand, we've talked. Like, Rodolfo Castro has talent. Is he a good player? That's yet to be seen, right? But that's mm -hmm. what intrigues you about him is he has talent. So if he can put it together... Like he has the potential to be a 20 home run second baseman. Yeah. He was awful this year. And that's why he's in triple A right now. So I get that. But everything about this trade reads in three years, this is going to be one of those where it's like, wait, the Pirates did that too? It very well could. 
Like we talked about it a bunch last year. Rodolfo Castro might be one, like aside from O'Neill Cruz of all the tools that Rodolfo Castro might have as many as any in this entire organization. Right. And you talked about it all the time. Like the, the pirates are afraid of talent because he's talented and they don't know what to do with him. At this point, it almost feels like there's something behind the scenes with Rodolfo Castro that the Pirates just didn't like about him. I'll put it this way. I could see that. Like, I'm not going to close my eyes and say he's a perfectly well-mannered person who does all the right things. And I mean, there could be. But talent wins. And you put things in place as leadership to mitigate all that other stuff, to bring out the talent and win. And again, I just look at this and I'm like, the Phillies could do it. The Phillies could put it together for Rodolfo Castro. And Castro is now the Phillies starting second baseman, hitting 260, 20 bombs a year, adequate enough second base, right? Being like a two, two war player. Could be more, but what would we say? Like being a two war player, he's an everyday player, whatever. When I look at Bailey Falters with an S, I see nothing from him. Yeah, this is one that really can come back to burn you. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about it, how there's just nobody taking that second base spot. And they pretty much, from the start of this year, they put their most talented player on the back burner. Right. They He really did not, he got a slight opportunity, but really not much more. Like, he got spurts of an opportunity. And I agree and, with that. And right. it, it was a very short leash for him. Unlike yep. a lot of other guys that probably should have gotten that short leash. Um, I will say, like, Ben Sherrington has been after Bailey Falter for a long time. He's wanted that guy for a while. His name's Correct. come up in a lot of Phillies talk with the Pirates. Correct. Why? Couldn't tell you. Don't There's know. absolutely zero intrigue with him. Same thing with Marcano. They wanted Marcano. He is the Zach Thompson, Bryce Wilson. He is in that same exact boat. There's no stuff. His fastball is down to 90 miles an hour. It was at like 91. Yo. No spin. Nothing. He He's, his upside is a long reliever. He's not a good pitcher. He never has been. He's not. There's just, for some reason, Ben Sherrington has wanted this guy for so long. And there's and nothing he just there? Finally traded. Probably of this bunch, the most talented second baseman they had. And like Rodolfo Castro, well, of this bunch, the major league bunch. I'm not going to throw tomorrow in that. But that, no, that's fair. The 40 man bunch. Right. And he just gave him away for a guy that just does nothing well. He does nothing average. No. He does nothing below average. It's literally the 2% whiff rate, 2% towel on whiff rate, 
six percentile on fastball spin, four percentile on curveball spin. So you're talking about the spin, right? He has no spin. He's not he's not like a Rich Hill spin artist where he's got this really good curveball, right? None none of that. Fastball velocity, thirteen percentile. He has no velocity, no spin, just just nothing. And he's just not a good pitcher. Now he has five pitches. Again, they're not good, but he has five pitches. I guess that's one difference from uh again, you know, you all know how terrible I am with names. The pitcher there from San Diego. Like he has three. Yeah, Wolf. He has three. Fellows has five. That's something. Like, I guess Fellows. he has like a starter. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're talking about Drake Fellows now. Falters. <laughs> His name's Falter, damn it. See, you know I'm bad with names. <laughs> but yeah, Falters has, like, you can at least say he has a starter's repertoire, but again, right. there's nothing good about any of them. So right. I just don't understand why you're trading talent for someone who has none of that. None of it. This no. one I'm perplexed on. So I think it, so if you go back to the Bailey Falter, just prospect rankings everybody kind of talked a good bit about a slider guess what the pirates love that freaking slider i'm so tired of the slider at this point um You're and they so talked right. about the slider has been good this year and, actually and like if you look at fan graphs they talk about the angle of his fastball and how it somehow has worked through the minor league progression blah 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 hasn't worked in the majors at all so when I put him into that, like Zach Thompson, Bryce Wilson, little trio, what it feels like is that Ben Sherrington's going after this pitchability factor, which absolutely can work. Like, there, Neil Huntington at one point, he was big on just electric arms. That's all he wanted dudes with velocity, and we'll work from there. Right now, with these like upper level pitching prospects, it feels like Ben Sherrington's going after guys that have like this pitchability factor that nothing's going to blow you away, but they're a, they know how to pitch. It hasn't worked. And the main thing is that all these guys stuff sucks. They get results in the minors, but they suck because they can't throw anything off speed because they suck. Pitchability can work. I like Thomas Harrington. He's one of those types of dudes. Thomas Harrington has more than one pitch. Well, actually, neither none of the three guys, none of them had a pitch. They all sucked. Yeah. These three dudes are just not good, but they've gotten results throughout it, and it's almost like you just put the blindfold on and say, you know what, I didn't watch them pitch. I looked at fan graphs. They look like they're good. That's what it feels like to me when you look at a Zach Thompson, a Bryce Wilson, and a Bailey Falter. You looked at their stat cast, you look, or not even stat cast, you didn't get that far. You looked at fan graphs, you looked at baseball reference. You didn't get that saw, far. No. You look at stack, or you looked at baseball reference, you looked at fan graphs, saw the numbers, we're good. Those are the guys we want. Right. We do, do, do trade talent. I just, I don't want to like go too hard on this and just keep going and going and going. 
But I man, th this one, I'm okay with what happened and transpired today on the trade deadline. Like even the Rich Hill, again, there's Wolf has such limitations, right? And you can fairly talk about that, but you can also look at the return and say, but it's still also Rich Hill and G Man Choi. It's still fine. You can't expect too much. I would have preferred just not going with Wolf and going for another lottery ticket type or something and say, okay, fine, call it a deal, right? Because to me, Wolf doesn't have a spot. Like it, I don't see where he fits truly. But the trade's fine. Austin Hedges is traded. International money. <laughs> That's fine. That's Horrific. good. <laughs> right. Carlos Santana, we talked about. Fine. You know, there's some upside there too. Mm -hmm. This one, I hate it. To me, like, you don't trade Castro for this guy. You just let him sit there. Just keep him. It's, it just seems unnecessary. Right. Unless there is, it almost feels like there's got to be something behind the scenes that they just want to rid themselves of him. Again, I could see it. I could see. And it. that is based on absolutely nothing. No. But, but that's the only like way I can put this in my head and make it make sense. It's still because Bailey stinks. Falter stinks. Right. And Castro has talent. And again, two, three years from now, you easily can look at this trade and say, wow. And you're going to have all the memes on Twitter again. And 90% of the pirate fans interacting with it because here we go again. You just talk, you know, it's just like, yeah, because there's the pirates doing it all again. Like they can't develop talent. Yeah. And by all means, Casho can be nothing. We understand that too. Like he can be nothing. But he has a lot of talents put together. He could be. And yeah, to me, this this is the absolute worst trade of the trade deadline by far. And I hate it. Absolutely hate this trade. I don't want to say it, but like this could be a Joey Bats type of situation. It could be. Not, not going to say he's going to hit extreme, 50 home runs. Obviously, right. but like there's a decent chance that like, you know what? It's just that's not even that's not even a good you know why it's not a good example either because like Joey Bass was like rule, like how many rule five picks like, like yeah. he just bouncing all over the place like no one believed in him. This is a 23 year old in Castro, yeah, that came up with one team and then traded right. him for fellows Bailey Falter, <laughs> Drake Fellows, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, man. I, I so. mean, I just, I don't get it. And Wireless Grapes is in the chat right now, like, mentioning they've clearly not liked Castro. They really have made that abundantly clear that they want nothing to do with him. It's tough to say that they've made it abundantly clear on that, but they've made certainly argue he hasn't gotten the same chance as others when he, you would suggest, has the talent. I mean, none of them hit as well as he did last year. It's not even close. Right. Yep. Which it doesn't make sense, but I don't know. Maybe two years from now, we're looking back and saying, well, that trade meant nothing. Because that's the only way I see this playing out is that it meant nothing. Where the That's Pirates the best case scenario right. of this trade is it meant nothing. The best case scenario is this meant nothing. 
Yeah. Which tells you that's a bad trade. You don't make that trade. <laughs> exactly. Right. All right, man. Let's go turn the game I off. think the Pirates are playing right now. Yeah, they, they are. Is anything happening? I don't know. I haven't checked yet. We've been talking. There's still people watching. That tells a lot about this trade deadline. The you guys tell right us now. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I had to do a post-game show, so if I don't know what happened in the first inning, my bad. Right. Should we wrap this up then and get out of here? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, I guess before we do, I almost forgot about something, and I'm oh, not yeah. even ready for it. Um, I guess we had an announcement. And as mentioned, I forgot about it, so I'll, I'm not even ready. Um, so we are officially launching our merch store. So as of right now, you can go on the site and purchase. So we have four t-shirts, sweatshirts, I mean, whatever, four designs. You can get them in basically whatever you want. But uh, yeah, so I guess the big announcement more or less is we have an official, we, we've always like had one kind of, and we've never really done much with it for like some years and we're, we've been revamping it. So you have like an official merch store now. So there's four shirts you can buy that right now here. You see the outdoor tee. This one uh, we created. There is, like I said, four in total. So I'm going to present them all right now. What do you think about that one, Tyler? I don't know. I don't like a white hoodie. What? <laughs> I don't like the white hoodie. What? You can get I it wear in black. black. Get it you in another know color. me. <laughs> Here's there the glow tee. There we go, baby. Now we're my level. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking with gas, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Then we have our fourth tee. I'm sorry. Our, our third tee here. Just the regular NS9 logo. Can we make that in black? Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you can also, I guess, maybe Perfect. get in black. I'm in. I wear black. Oh, yeah. We know. <laughs> You're as goth as they come without actually being black goth. And gray, baby. And then uh, yeah. our fourth and final oh, tee that Buck we have. Bucko Mike should be our marketing director. Dano Santos modeling the black hoodie. I love Bucko Mike, by the way. Like, you absolutely it. just love Bucko Mike. And then uh, our fourth and final tee, which also always are men's and women's. That one I'd look great in. You you would love, and it's in black. You would love this tee, the stadium tee. I'd nail that one, especially like the crop top. Done. This is you in Bradenton next year. Easy. When you have your interview with. Bailey Falters. <laughs> Bailey Fellows. Get him on WNS9 Plus. <laughs> so, what was it like to be on the Pirates for half of a season before you got to DFA? <laughs> That's mean. I'm sorry. Uh, I hope you do well, Bailey. I just don't think you will. Yeah. Anyways, so it's actually, it's not in the description right now. I think I got to put it, or it might be in the description right now. Either way, if not, to the description uh, in about five minutes from now it will be. And uh, we'll have it tweeted out, and you can see it on our website too, northshoreline.com. But um, yeah, so our merch store officially opened. So if you guys want some T-shirts, you guys can rock them. I think they're pretty good. Tyler thinks they're good in black. Love everything in black. I, I'll, You know what? One of these days I'll share my closet, and it's just black T-shirts. All right, Glenn Danzig. I mean, just go through all of these podcasts, and I'm probably wearing a black t-shirt or a That's black true. hoodie. 
Oh, we're black. All right. Well, 90% of our viewers just left. <laughs> so yeah. let's well, I mean, we're here. in like the second inning. So yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, we appreciate y'all for watching. Let us know how you think about the trade deadline and uh, join our NS9 discord. Do that yeah. too. That's also in the, dis the uh, description. It was lit today. That's for sure. You all right, goodbye. Peace out, Scouts. Hey, you See all. You. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.